Welcome to the Class of the Little Sass podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Millspaw, best-selling author and award-winning motivational speaker with over 20 years in the personal development industry. I believe that the more you know, the more you grow. With each podcast episode, I will educate and empower you, girlfriend to girlfriend style, on how to create a happy life from motherhood guidance, career and business advice, to feeling confident in your relationships and everything in between. This is Real Talk Radio. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hi there, friends. Today's episode is going to give you just the boost you're looking for. Today's episode is called Self-Confidence is an Inside Job, Three Secrets to Give Your Confidence a Boost. And if you've been following me for a while, you know this is a big deal for me. I have seen it over and over and over again with my clients. They want things, but they don't have the confidence to go after them. And that can look like so many different ways. If you want the business you want, the relationship you want, whatever that looks like, Maybe it's going after the life you want, you know, like let's get really super detailed on what that looks like. Is it a fit body? Is it health? Is it maybe you want to be a mom and you've got kids and things and all the stuff that you come comes with you, but this little self-doubt voice says, no, I really shouldn't do that. I can't do that. Well, who am I? And you've seen it a million times. Confidence is the sexiest thing you can put on every single morning. It's such an attractor factor. If you throw that in the mix, I mean, just think about it. Okay. Let's get, let's go right into an example. Let's paint the picture here. You see someone sitting at the bar. He's super good looking. You go up to the bar and you're going to talk to him and he can't even make eye contact with you because there's some kind of this inner talk. Maybe he's, you know, a little shy, introverted. I mean, he's this, you know, let's just, again, he's your dream guy. He's your tall, dark, handsome, whatever it is, (laughs) fill in the blank of whatever you're looking for in a guy. And for some reason, he can't even look at you or he's fumbling through his words Um, He's darting around the room when he's talking to you. There's just kind of that icky vibe. His shoulders are kind of slunched down. It's the energy he's giving off. Like he's like, I'm not very confident. I don't know if I can talk to this girl. And instantly he's not as attractive as he was from across the room. I don't know if you're getting my vibe or not. Same goes with the female. She can be drop dead gorgeous, have you know, perfect Barbie features, you know, anyone, again, fill in that visual, whatever you think that is. And she's fidgeting the whole time she's talking. She's constantly looking down or she needs to look at herself, her reflection every five minutes because she's so in fear mode that maybe a hair is out of place or her lip gloss isn't perfect. And instantly it's like, oh, okay, well, all right. So there's that vibe. But then there's someone that walks into the room or the bar or wherever we are in this visual that I'm painting for you. And he's not as tall as you usually date, or he doesn't quite fit the usual mold that you go after or swipe right on if you're, you know, in the dating world, in the dating app world. But there's something about him. 
He just carries himself a certain way. His shoulders are back. He has no problem looking at you in the eye. He's talking to you with confidence. He believes in what he's talking about. He's got this air about him that's just pulling you in. Same again goes to a female. Maybe she's a little heavier. Maybe she's not even wearing makeup that day and just threw her hair in a ponytail, but she's confident. She's walking with her shoulders back. She owns the room. She carries her words a certain way that just says, I know who I am and I am here without any apology. I command the room. I demand the room. Do you know what I'm saying? It's that confidence. Because I believe confidence truly is an inside job. It's something you have to work on consistently. Like shaving your legs, you know, like don't even get me started with that. But confidence is huge and it starts with you. It starts with the self-talk in your head and all the things. So I want to really give you these three secrets that I take to the grave and back in my wise older years. <laughs> um, I love to talk about it. It's the, it's my brand because at the end of the day, in order to be the leader you need to be, in order to be the CEO that you want to be, in order to go after the promotion you want, in order to date the guy you've always wanted to date or female, whatever that looks like for you in your world, it takes confidence. There's got to be a belief deep in your gut that says, I get to have that. I get to own it. I know who I am and I'm not afraid to go after it. Tell me that's not sexy, right? It's super sexy. I like, again, confidence is the sexiest thing you can put on every day. Super sexy. So why does self-confidence something you, you want to develop for your life and business? Think about, think about again, kind of portray again, who you think is confident in your head. Maybe you've got a mentor. Maybe it's someone that you follow. Maybe it's an author of yours. Maybe it's somebody you follow on YouTube and you watch all of their stuff. Maybe it's a podcaster like me. I love me some podcasters. Why is it so important? Think about, I love that saying, confidence is silent, insecurities are loud. That person that's just like, look at me, 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 look at me. That screams insecurity. The person that walks in the room, knows who they are, waits to be called on is confidence. They're silent. They know it. They don't need to sell you. They know it. Tell me that's not sexy, right? I guess I'm going to use that word a lot today because sex sells. Hey, <laughs> so let me try to jump in a little bit <clears throat> of kind of getting that mindset around confidence. And I'm going to, you know, just share a few stories because <laughs> life is a series of peaks and valleys, girls and dress sizes. I say that all the time, peaks, valleys, dress sizes. We cannot put so much emphasis on our outside appearance just to feel confident. There's way, 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 way more than that involved. Um, I kind of think more or less of my teenage years. I'm one of five kids. I was definitely not born confident. Lord, it's a, it's a daily task guys. You know, it really is. It's not like today I feel confident and I'm going to feel that way until the day I die. No, it's a daily battle with thoughts your environment, things you can let go of, lots and lots of factors in place. I was, <laughs> I'm one of five kids. There's four girls and a boy in my family. We have kind of an age gap. There's the first two, there's the first three that are two years apart. Mom did girl, boy, girl. And then there's this big seven year gap. 
And surprise, it's a girl. Her name's Carrie. Yay. So I have, and I have a younger sister beneath me, you know, like, or younger than me, four years younger than me. So there's this big gap between me and my older sister. And if any of you have older siblings that you look up to, you'll relate 100%. They were 11, nine, and age seven, the three older siblings when I was born. So I have this huge, I don't know, I would glimpse into the future with my siblings. What does that look like? I'm too young to wear makeup, high heels, pretty dresses, earrings. I can't get my ears pierced yet. Dad said to wait. All the things, you know, again, very strict household as a Baptist pastor's kid. So there's that in play. But um, I remember, you know, my oldest sister, the one next to me, seven years older, she goes to beauty school. Okay. So she's what, 18, 19. That means I'm <laughs> 12, maybe 11, 12, that preteen, that really impressionable age of looking at magazines and thinking, you know, I look in the mirror, I know I want to be pretty, but I'm looking in the mirror and I'm not seeing pretty. Okay. We're seeing ugly duckling before she turns into a swan. And that is the hardest years. Are we right? I mean, gosh, that one year, 13, age 13 is the one I'll never want to relive as long as I'm alive. But there's those weird, awkward years of you're losing your teeth. You're getting your new teeth. They look like buck teeth. Your hair is mousy and gross. It's kind of a tomboy look. I don't wash it every day. I want to play with the boys and I'm in the dirt and mud and wide riding four wheelers through mud puddles because that's fun. Barefoot, you know, just picture those summer Midwest days where, you know, you've got friends throughout the neighborhood, summer girls, summer boys. I'm, you know, I, and I did, I jumped from Tonka trucks to Barbies, like whatever, whoever's ready to play. I'm, I'm down. I can do it all. You know, I'll jump jumps on my bike with one, you know, let's build some ramps and try not to kill ourselves. And the next you're building forts literally with hammer, nails, wood. And then you've got, you know, it's time to have baby dolls and push little, you know, little baby buggies around and, and play house. So love my childhood. So grateful. Got so much fun outdoor time and immersed in all the good things that I feel kids don't have today. We played outside. We didn't watch a screen, but we did watch our siblings. Am I right? So here's my older sister going to beauty school and she brings home her friends that are also in beauty school and I'm watching her friends and watching them curl their hair and their makeup and the clothes and the jewelry and all the fun glam. And I'm on that fence like... I kind of am interested, but yet I don't care. You know, I'm, I don't care enough to wash my hair every day or even twice a week, you know, God rest my, my poor mother, you know, like just, just go wash your feet before you get into bed. Anything, Lord help us, <laughs> you know, just the, the filthiness of running around barefoot playing outside all the time in the summer, of course. So I had this push pull of, I love, and I'm fascinated by all this glitz and glam, but I look in the mirror and I don't, I see freckles. I see buck teeth. I see mousy hair that's blonde in the summer and dirty blonde in the winter. And I see, 
you know, maybe an occasional pimple that's starting to show up at that age, that preteen age. Um, I see jagged fingernails that could use polish. I see skin, knees, and bruises because I like to play and I would always get bruises on my shin because I ran up the slide stairs too fast, you know, always had bruises on my shins and, you know, not to mention all the things, you know, breaking or skinning my knees uh, as I fall off bikes and try new things and it's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. These are the memories, but there's just something about wanting to be something and looking in the mirror and seeing that you're so far away. And that confidence just it wasn't there. There was just nothing there. I felt yucky, gross, dirty. I remember going to a beauty competition that my sister was doing at the time. You know, all hair competition. Everyone's got a model they're working with or some type of mannequin hair, whatever it looks like at that, you know, like picture the 80s, yo, mid-80s. And I remember being so excited and seeing all the girls buzzing around and the hair and the makeup and all the good fun things. And then I, I caught a reflection of myself in the mirror and I was like, oh, pale faced, no makeup, freckled faced Carrie with a funny hairstyle that I'm sure my sister was experimenting on me too. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yuck. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to be here. I remember wanting to shrink into the background. I'm sure we've all gone through this. You can relate hundred percent. Some of us blossom into that swan eventually. And that's when confidence kind of gets its seeds planted and start to grow. Those thoughts are precious. And a lot of them can be very dark, you know, damaging as you grow into an adult. And some of them stick with us into adulthood. But there was a part of me that was like, I got this. I think it was my sister first doing her, her very first um, highlights on me, you know, at 14. I'm like, woo, sold, you know, and, and it's all good to work on your outside appearance, but you can't put everything there. You can't. And there's just some pieces of me that the more I started to realize that the exterior is temporary, it's time to pour myself into my work that my unshakable confidence really was developed. It started to soar. I started to see my value in my mind, in my brain. I'm not a dumb blonde. I have value. I have intelligence. I know how to do things, accomplish things. I was running corporate stores, a retail chain at age 22, 21 actually, 21, 22, already running locations and multiple stores. So you look back and go, my work starts to create value that I feel like I can control more than, well, I need my roots touched up or I've gained 10 pounds or this dress is kind of yucky, but I'm going to throw it on today and just get through the day. I don't feel at my best, but I know I can deliver great content in whatever conference meeting I go to today. You know, it's got to be that fine balance of the inside and the outside. And I want to just dive right into secret one because I don't want this to be extra long. My mom says I talk a lot. She's like, wow, she uses lots of words. Hello, did you not raise me, mom? I know you're listening. <laughs> did you forget how much I talked at the dinner table? It's like she doesn't even know me. <laughs> one of five kids, I just got buried in the mix. But I'm going to dive right into secret number one. 
that is to get just to just make your confidence soar. Seriously, guys, is to get really uncomfortable and do it often. Magic happens outside your comfort zone. You've heard that saying a million times and it's so, so true. As you expand, so does your comfort zone and your confidence. The more you stay in your comfort zone, the smaller it gets. The more you leave your comfort zone, the bigger it gets. It does. It starts to grow, expand. This is my normal, y'all. The stuff that used to terrify me is now like, oh, I could do that in my sleep. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. How do we expand our comfort zone, Carrie? What does that look like? Are you scared to speak? Go speak somewhere. Are you scared to blog and publish something or even put your own thoughts on social media? Go do it. Everything that scares you, go do it. Put it on your calendar. Go do it. What is scary? What does fear look like? Go do it. What you do over a course of time starts, it'll literally start to make you feel bulletproof, unstoppable. All of a sudden, what people think or say, or even how you feel when you look in the mirror doesn't matter because there's this bulletproof vest you just put on called, I've expanded my comfort zone. What used to scare me doesn't even intimidate me anymore. No one can take this from you. I talk about this a lot. For 18 months, I tried something new. And it sometimes it was really big and scary and terrifying to some and everyone else to the point where people used to think, gosh, Carrie, looking at your social media, I would think you have a death wish. No, I'm just over here expanding my comfort zone, trying new things. Try something new. And guys, it was even as simple as horseback riding through the mountains, which could be at someone's everyday activity. But to me, I hadn't ridden a horse since I want to say age nine at summer camp. And that didn't even count because someone led that horse around, you know, like in a, in a carousel. Yay. Check that off the list. No, I wanted to go through the mountains, which is scary all by itself with the elevation, but I hadn't done it as an adult. So 18 months, my list looked like, and yours doesn't have to look like this. Yours doesn't have to. It looked like whitewater rafting category five. I'm terrified. I'm not a good swimmer. I needed a life coach to talk to me for two weeks before that trip happened. And then you couldn't get me out of the boat. I was so damn happy. I remember being so terrified during the prep conversation with your guide talking to you about if you see a snake, if you fall out of the raft, if you do this. I remember looking at my boyfriend at the time. I'm like, um, is, is it too late to back out? Like, I don't even need a refund at this point. I just want to leave. He looked at me like, this is just worst case scenario. Okay. Like, unfortunately, that's what he said. And he rolled his eyes. Unfortunately, this is just worst case scenario because he was a serious adventure seeker. Made me breathe a little easier. Like, okay, cool. Calm. Got it. That one was the hardest. And because it was in front of a boyfriend that you care about what they think, you know, all that silliness goes through your head, all that insecurity, like, oh, he can do this in his sleep, but I've never done this before. He used to be a lifeguard and I can barely swim all the comparison crap, but I did it. And afterwards I felt unstoppable. The adrenaline rush. Oh, the adrenaline rush you get after you do something that you're terrified of is worth it. It's a pretty fun high. It's a safe high. I did stunt flights, flew stunt plane, where they actually let the pilot gives you the control for a while. I did it twice. I did the river rafting twice also. 
Just saying. Sometimes you just get back in the boat and you're like, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Sometimes you just get back in the plane. You're like, yeah, didn't die. Let's do it again. I did zip lining through Big Bear Mountains, nine different zip lines, which was, again, seems pretty casual, but these were pretty badass zip lines. I'm just saying. Jumped out of a plane here in Las Vegas. Oh, let's see. What else did I do? Um, took a motorcycle class, bought a dirt bike, fixed up the dirt bike, rode it around. It was a dual sport type of dirt bike um, with street lights that you can drive through the street and so on. Fixed it up, made it all girly, black and silver with some hot pink. Got to have that, right? Hot pink stickers. It's a Kawasaki KLX 250. All those things just made me feel more and more confident. And the guy I dated at the time, yes, he did push me into a lot of these things, which I'm gra- I'm grateful for. Sometimes you have to have a person in your corner that's like doubts your capabilities. And then you can say, told you so. Go ahead. And if you're that girl like me that likes a good challenge. And then when someone says you can't do something, you're like, yeah, really? Okay, watch me. I'll take a picture. I'll send you a video or whatever that looks like. Lots and lots of fun things that I did that expanded my comfort zone. I repelled off a red rock. Super fun. Gosh, I wish that company was still open. I need to find another company that does that. So fun. You're climbing down a big giant rock, yo. I don't know if you're familiar with what repelling looks like. I wish I had some pictures to throw at you, but I decided not to do video today. All good things. So what can you do that scares you? Yes, these are physical activities that I did. But writing a book is scary and publishing it. What are they going to think of me? It's very scary, especially if it's a personal book and not some fictional book. Putting up a personal brand is scary. Maybe committing. Commitment's scary. That's me. I like my freedom. I like autonomy. I like to be able to do what I want when I want. Committing to even projects or publication dates or events is a lot for me. As soon as I put it on my calendar, I'm like, oh, there goes my free time. I've got to be stuck. How long? I say that as I came off of Matthew McConaughey's Living Life, I think it's called, event today with Marie Forleo and Tony Robbins. Super fun. I committed from 10 to 2. The dude went till 4.30, but you know what? I stuck in it. I stuck with it. As I'm recording this, that was that date. I do schedule these in advance, but commitment commitment's a commitment. And I even paid extra for the VIP, which I'm sure millions of other people did as well to hold myself accountable. There's something about paying for an event versus just registering for free that gives it, that makes it optional. Put some skin in the game to hold yourself accountable if you have commitment challenges like me. So let's dive right into secret number two. Secret number two is self-confidence is not outside of you. Again, I kind of touched this a little bit in the intro. We put way too much emphasis on what you wear, what you drive, the house you live in, the career you chose, the spouse you marry, what your kids look like, how they act, all the things are outside of you. Guess what? You can't really control that much outside of you. You can control what you wear. You throw on what you have. Maybe you don't have the money to wear that top brand designer outfit that you want to. Maybe it's outside of your reach, but 
If you're the type that thinks I have to have a label on all of my clothing, items, accessories, shoes to feel confident, you've just created a very expensive lifestyle. I hope you can support it. But who are you when those clothes come off or when you have to throw on something else? Who are you when you got to run into the house quick to grab the mail and you're only in whatever from Target? (laughs) Are you the same person? With the Target yoga pants versus the Lululemon pants? It's still you on the inside, right? What about what you drive? If you put so much emphasis on your car and something happens to it and it goes in the shop and you're forced to drive around a rental, are you, do you feel less than? Or you're traveling and you bought it, you know, you're with in a rental car and you're like, oh, really? I didn't get, to... I chose a four-door sedan and this is what they gave me. It looks like a mom mobile. Oh my gosh. It's so ugly. It's so bare bones. Now what? You're driving around for the next week or two on vacation in a rental that what doesn't fit you? Does your confidence go down? See where you can't control that? You can to an extent, but there's that. What about the house you live in? Maybe you're renting. Maybe you own. Maybe you're going to go away again and rent an Airbnb. And it looks really great in the photos. But when you arrived, it was like, oh, (laughs) gosh, I can't even do a video blog from this house. It's horrific. I hope no one knows. I didn't know it was going to be in a bad neighborhood or whatever. All this does your confidence for that week go down. I mean, come on, let's just be realistic here. It's temporary. That stuff outside of you is temporary. What about the career you chose? You like the title, but you hate it secretly on the inside. It looks great on my resume. It looks great on social media and LinkedIn, wherever I decide to throw it. I love the business card, but in the inside, I hate it. I hate my job. It makes me feel like garbage or I don't enjoy it. It's not fulfilling. You get to choose different. You can make choices. What about the spouse you chose to marry? I um, can touch base on that a little bit. The boyfriend I had in high school that I ended up eventually marrying, of course I was like a 15-year-old that loved his car. His nickname was Herc, which is short for Hercules because he lived at the gym. Everyone looked up to him in high school. And everyone knew him by the car he drove. What a superficial choice. Again, I give myself grace. I was 15. But seriously? (laughs) Shouldn't the spouse you marry be someone that you're proud of because of how they treat you? How special they make you feel? Do they respect you? All the things, guys, right? So again, self-confidence is not outside of you. If you can get that down, that self-confidence, the things that are outside of you is just frosting, just sprinkles, just cherry on your cake. You're the cake. If you've got all the ingredients and you've got the right recipe, your confidence is your confidence. It's who you are. It's who you're rooted. It's just who you are when no one's looking, that confidence, that character building. And everything else is just frosting and sprinkles. The outfit I have on might just give me a little more of a confidence boost that day. Maybe it's the new shoes I just like so much. But in the inside, you know who you are with or without that outfit. 
whether you're a passenger in a friend's car that looks like it's ready to be parked in the junkyard at any minute, you know who you are. You know who you are on the inside. You've got to carry that wherever you go and just know and own that self-confidence on the outside. Anything else is just sprinkles on top. Now let's dive right into secret number three. What you say to yourself is so powerful. Do you say things like this? I wish I were thinner. I just want to run away and hide. I wish I had more money. I hate my hair. I never have a good hair day. I wish I was more successful. I hate my laugh. I'm such a dork. I have clearly said I hate my laugh a lot of the time. And you know what? I've learned to embrace it. It's just who I am. I can't control it. And it's not that everyday laugh. It's the one that hits you hard when someone says something so funny that you just head jolts back and you just laugh out loud, jaw to the floor, goofiness. Yeah. Occasionally I say words that are funny that sound like I'm from Michigan. Guess what? I'm from Michigan. Of course I'm going to sound that way. I've lived in Vegas 15 years, but guess what? I'm still from Michigan. I'm a girl from Michigan and I'm so proud of it. Great Lakes girl. Yes, I'm a dork too. Ask any of my siblings, ask any of my closest friends that I feel comfortable to be dorky carry around that uses lots of voices and characters and goofy, you know, accents and such from her theater days. It's just who we are. It's my family. It's who I am. I like that, Carrie. Sometimes you'll catch her on video and I'll play it back and go, man, (laughs) God help my future husband. (laughs) So deal with that dork. She's so goofy. But you know what? It's because I'm confident. I own it. It's who I am. Yeah. Sometimes my hair looks like garbage. Don't care. My smile's big. My energy's good. I can melt butter with my kindness and my heart for Jesus. You know, it's just like, think about those thoughts that you say to yourself. Every day I want to be thinner, but you know what? When I was 20 pounds lighter, I wanted to be thinner then too. Like at what point is it thin enough? At what point are we ever happy with our body type? It's more about I love that my body can carry my soul around. It feels good today. I am healthy. Nothing aches. Nothing hurts. I have the energy to lift weights and feel good at the gym. I can work out, do a hike, jump up and down, go up and down my stairs 50 times in a day because my office is upstairs and I'm always forgetting something downstairs. I feel good in my body. That's what's more important than the dress size. Sizes matter. No, they don't. They change with each fashion and brand anyway. (laughs) American, European, who cares? It's a stupid number. Go with how you feel. Stop weighing yourself. It's about how you feel in your skin that's most important. So watch your thoughts. How can you replace, you know, pull up those weeds of negative thoughts and replace them with some beautiful, powerful ones. I'm a beautiful, sexy woman. I stand in my power and I'm seen. I'm a moneymaker. I always have enough for my needs and wants. And there's always plenty more where that came from. My hair is a halo, my crown. I am a rare gemstone. I'm exactly where I need to be in my journey. And I'm consistently growing into the person I want to become. 
My laugh is music to my soul and to others around me. Usually it's contagious and everyone laughs with me. I'm lovable, perfect, whole, and complete. See how different the energy is with those replacement thoughts? It's pretty powerful. And when you're feeling that fear or insecurity before you speak on stage or talk to that person you're somewhat intimidated by, talk to yourself. Say, they're going to want to hear what I have to say. They think I'm valuable. My book is what exactly what everyone needs. I need to get it out there. See your value. Switch things around. Speak with confidence. Speak with intention. Speak confidence into the air. Especially if you're feeling that that ease, unease when right before a job interview. You know, all the self-doubt shows up before that for sure. No matter what's on your resume, no matter how many accomplishments and achievements you've created, immediately you feel less than whether it's in person or virtual, before that job interview, say to yourself, I'm exactly what this company needs. They've been looking for me. I'm important. I can't wait to show them how valuable I am. I can't wait to talk about my achievements. I can't wait to dive into this company and make a difference. Versus, I'm not good enough. There's going to be somebody better than me, someone younger, faster, smarter, all the things. Those don't serve you, my friend. They don't serve you at all. That's not confidence. Own it. There's only one of you. I always say it. Only one of you, one make and model. So be aware what the dialogue is playing in your head right now. Like literally what is going through your head, these thoughts. Because if you can capture what you're thinking about, right now in the moment, or even put a sticky note somewhere that says, watch your thoughts. It'll make you go, Oh, what was I just thinking? Oh crap. That's horrible. I can't believe I was thinking that right now. Put it in your bathroom mirror, put it in your, your full length mirror. Cause that's where we're extra hard on ourselves. Am I right? Schedule some new thoughts on your phone. Maybe set them up as a timer, a reminder on your Google calendar every hour to pop up and say, you're a badass. You're pretty awesome. The world loves you. Everybody loves you. Jesus loves you. God loves you. You're important. You're, you, you're valuable. You're worthy. All the things you can do this. Maybe that's all you need is that you can do this exclamation point that pops up every hour to remind you, you've got this, you've got this confidence is just something you just, it's not one of those things that you just flip on and off like the switch. It's, it takes multiple steps Throughout the day, throughout your life, throughout your journey, over the decades, and you'll start start to just see this, this overlay of confidence layered up over the years where I, I feel like, girls, and I'm sure you can relate, there's something about age 40. Once you flick over into the 40 plus years, <clears throat> you have this unstoppable, I don't care anymore vibe. Like, I don't care what you think. I know who I am. I, I just, yeah, you just have this little, little bit inside of you that here I am who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin. I'm here to make a difference, take it or leave it kind of vibe. And a lot of it is just, again, the the wisdom that builds over year, over year, over year, 
and that that experience that comes from the inside out exudes from you. Don't care if your makeup's messed up that day. You're going to speak your mind. Don't care if you're just in sweatpants. You're going to speak your mind. Maybe you're at the grocery store and you see someone you actually would like to talk to. And you're like, crap, I totally have dirty hair. I'm like on day three with my hair in a bun. (sighs) I think I have stains on this shirt, but you're going to talk with confidence. Even though you weren't expecting to talk to somebody, you weren't rocking your best outfit. (laughs) And you're just like, it's okay. Because that self-confidence is the best outfit to rock it and own it. If you've got that on every day, you're good to go, girl. You're good to go. So let's just do a quick recap. Let's do recap, guys. Recap is good, too. Secret one, get uncomfortable often. Try new things daily, weekly, monthly. I did it once a month, you know, just kind of scheduling something in. And every time I did something new, I felt like a different person going into the next month. What else is possible? What else is out there? How can I have the best day ever? You know, all the terms that we say, how does it get any better than this? Create more energy. How can this be the best day yet? That's my favorite term to say every morning. How does it get to be any better than, how does it get to be any better than this? And how does it get to be the, good grief, Carrie Lynn, you can't even get it out. What would it take for this to be the best day yet? That's my affirmation every morning. And how does it get any better than this? You can scratch all the jumbo that I said earlier. Make sure you write that down. Because something happens in your subconscious when you say terms like that in a question. Your subconscious is starting to create and seek. How does it get any better than this? I don't know, Carrie. Let me take a look. Say it out loud. Something about hearing yourself talk. I don't know, Carrie. How does it, how does it get any better than this? Because this is pretty good. Whether you, whether it's a yucky day or a great day, there's always better, right? There's always that next level. Don't put a cap on your happy, right? What else is, what else is possible is another one that I say, like to say all the time. What else is possible? What else is possible? Another affirmation I will often say is everything. I always get what I want and I always get my way is one of them. Um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank. There's another one that's super good, but I think I've given you enough tools (laughs) to digest and reuse and repurpose in your own way. But yes, what would it take for this to be the best day yet? Say it all the way to work. If you're in the car, say it all the way to whatever meeting you're going to. Say it all the way to dropping your kids off at school. Say it all the way to the grocery store, wherever you're headed, running errands. Now it's going to bug me, that other affirmation, but it's all good. So again, recapping, get uncomfortable often. Schedule something that scares you. Secret two, self-confidence is not outside of you. It comes from within. And secret three, watch your thoughts. Replace them quickly. Replace all that old verbal abuse with new positive words. New positive words. My friends, nothing is sexier than self-confidence. Doesn't matter how what your size is, what your nationality is, what your, your your hair color is, doesn't matter, shoe size, what outfit you have on, doesn't matter if you got up and did your hair that day. Doesn't matter if you threw on makeup, glasses, contacts, whatever. 
doesn't matter. Again, the outside stuff is fun. I love my makeup. I love my nail polish. I love my pedicure. I love self-care. I'll never turn it away or turn it down. But it's not the secret. It's the inside that's the secret. goes back to the visual I painted in the beginning of the person at the bar that's fidgeting and really uncomfortable but is in a million-dollar outfit. It makes a difference, guys. It really, truly does. So go out there. Put that confidence suit on. Fake it till you make it all the way until you shake it and bake it and then create some more with that, you know, like until it's baked in inside of you, inside of you, because it is truly something you have to just kind of talk yourself into every day. Shoulders back. I've got this chin up, walk in powerful. You've got this because I believe in you, sister. I hope you found this extremely helpful. Because confidence is everything. Self-esteem is everything. It's that little missing ingredient that so many people forget to create, build, and empower and expand on just to go get what they want. Because if you don't have the confidence to ask that, that man out or that girl out or ask them to be in a relationship or marriage or whatever that looks like, confidence is keeping you from getting what you want. It's keeping you from jumping all in. And we don't want that for you, right? We as a me and Jesus. So big hugs, big love. Go out and get what you want. Hi there, friend. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and double check that you're subscribed or following. And if you've got a quick 30 seconds, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a five-star review and share what you specifically liked about this episode. 